another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. And you just heard How to Socialize and Make Friends by Camp Cope. I couldn't be more excited for this week's guest, so we're going to jump right into it. I'm joined by some of the most incredible people, the ones who have transformed the way that we consume performances by artists on the internet. That's right, I'm talking about Audio Tree. I'm joined by Ellie Tier, Jessica Mindrum, and Jess McCauley, who are all involved in making one of the most brilliant internet experiences possible. If you haven't heard of AudioTree, here's a quick rundown. AudioTree is a media-based company in Chicago that delivers live sessions of countless musicians across the independent music community. Launched in 2011, AudioTree has hosted way too many to count incredible sessions that showcase bands' performances in studio with brilliant hosts asking questions between songs. AudioTree was one of the first places I turned to when I was getting involved in independent music, and I've been hooked by performances from Camp Cope, Slingshot Dakota, Kayatana, Warriors, and way too many more to name. I have so many favorites. After all, AudioTree has sessions that are the perfect opportunity to hear a studio-quality live performance of a band and get to know them in an intimate way. In this episode, Jessica, Ellie, and Jess share how each of them play a role in making AudioTree possible, some of their favorite sessions, the ways they hope to see AudioTree grow, and so much more. So let's hear one of their favorite sessions, Trico, and then dig into the interview.
Well, welcome to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm joined today by some really incredible people from over at Audio Tree. How is everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing so well. Very good. Well, I'm so excited to be able to talk to all of you. I've been following Audio Tree for years now, so this is just really exciting to be able to talk to the people who work really hard and produce some of the best content on the internet, that's for sure. Thanks for having us. We are excited. This is so cool. Um, would you mind actually going and introducing each of yourselves to the listeners and what you do at Audio Tree? I'm Jess or JMac, because as you'll find out soon, there's two Jessicas in the office. So um, I do the booking essentially. Um, it's a little bit different than like a promoter or a talent buyer booking, but at the end of the day, it's pretty much I book who comes on Audio Tree in whatever project we're, we're doing with. I work with the bands and labels and management, stuff like that. Awesome. Um, my name is Jessica, the second Jessica slash Jess. Um, I do the social media, so I do the, the various bullshit on the internet. Oh, that's not <laughs> oh, <laughs> we swear. Absolutely, yeah. you can swear. Okay, this is gonna be a problem. Yeah, so it's not bullshit. I'm, it's, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I, I tweet the dumb things on occasion. Um, but I, I do the social media and I do marketing. Um, also, so, uh, yeah. So I, I interact with bands in that capacity. Uh, I'm Ellie. I'm the video editor. I'm the content manager. I'm pretty much the person that handles all video content after things in the shop. I handle web stuff. You know, YouTube stuff, all that metadata stuff, and kind of manage the post-production side of things when you need approval from labels or sponsors or bands or whoever. And I also said, you know, we release things and all of that. Yeah, post-production person for you. That's awesome. Well, you are all valuable players, it seems like, in Audio Tree because it's every step of the process, which is really awesome to have kind of represented here and everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So... I always like to ask people at the start of an interview, um, how did you kind of find your way into like independent music and uh, just listening to music in general? So I'm from out in New England um, and I initially, uh, when I was in school, I actually was gonna end up, I wanted to go to journalism school and uh, eventually be like a critic or music writer of some of some nature and then basically 2007 happened when I graduated mm. in 2008 um and I was basically like I cannot afford to go to journalism school uh you know newsprint media is struggling so I should just get a job so I ended up uh getting a job out there but then by just luck and contacts with a bunch of people I went to college with um ended up leaving that job and then working for a small boutique uh, talent agency. Um, and then from there, worked there for a couple of years and then ended up working for um, a gigantic music corporation who I shall not name. <laughs> um, worked there for a long time um, in the like booking promoter uh, talent buying department more or less. So uh, worked for like a bunch of venues, um, which was really awesome. And I learned a, a whole lot um, and then Essentially, just through some personal contacts I know, um, I was asked to interview at Audio Tree about two years ago and then ended up moving out to Chicago to work here. So um, I think my like booking experience was kind of what made that connection happen um, and a good fit. So then I came out here about two and a half years ago and since then I've been here. Uh, I do some uh, 
production, like event production work on the side, um, freelance for some dough and to keep, to keep, you know, in the scene of just not sitting at a desk. Um, so yeah, so that's my story. That's awesome. Um, and my, so my story is not as lovely, but I mean, my, mine is just like, I grew up sort of listening to music and I, I come at it from a, uh, I wanted to be a musician from the day that I was, I don't know, I was like, decided at like 13 that that was what I wanted to do. So I went into high school and I went into college, like I went to college and I had, a, I got a religious studies degree. Um, so I can talk just, I don't know, for like 10 minutes about that, which isn't that long. Um, but I, so I went into college and sort of knowing that I wanted to be in music, um, even though that I was at this liberal arts school. Um, and so everything that I did on campus was music related. Every move that I made in the summer was in an effort to create connections. So I knew that I was going to come back to Chicago. So like, and you know, the music industry, like everyone kind of knows everyone, especially in the cities where you live. So it's like, I worked at a music venue um, the summer before my senior year of college, and I got I just and also through through writing songs and being a musician, I was performing in Chicago from like I don't know 2011 on. So that was actually before I even started college. But um, so I just knew people, and then uh, after college, I sent a lot of blind emails saying, "Hi, I'd like to work for this company." And I emailed Audio Tree, and somehow I, I think about this all the time because it's like if because M- Michael, who is the president and the CEO, if he hadn't checked his email that day, because it's like they, I applied to be an intern, and he just randomly checked his email that day, and he picked my email, and he was like, "Sure, come on in for an interview," and that was now like two and a half years ago. So and now here I am. So that's sometimes it feels like cosmic or whatever yeah uh in terms of how i got into indie music like in just terms of indie music i think it was like in high school where i realized i needed to actually develop my own taste like my own music sense because i I, like realized that all the bands i was listening to was just like whether my sister is listening to or my friends are listening to i grew up playing so classical music High school is out of to the magazines like Under the Radar um, and uh, Under the Radar Spin, um, All Press, like all of those publications. I would like go to Barnes and Noble just to buy those magazines just so I could like look at these other bands that I've never considered. This whole other like world music I've never considered. And then like in my own stereotypical queer self, I would say like Tegan and Sarah probably for real was my first like heavy. I am obsessed with this indie band. Who the hell are they? Um, so Tara, come on audio tree. Shout out. Oh my. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be amazing. So that was like just how I got into indie music. But in terms of like getting into the indie music industry, it was a, it was like similar to Jessica with like the college thing, you know, I'm like have been a musician as a background. I, I if I wanted to work in documentary stuff, and not that, then I knew music, but I didn't know what capacity that could be other than online sort of publication sense. So that was just through kind of researching Chicago and what Chicago had to offer. I already knew about Audio Tree, like having moved to Chicago, but I'd never really considered them until my graduation time. So it ended up working out really similarly to Jessica Mindrum, where I reached out, got an internship, and then luckily that internship went well. So by the time I graduated, I reached out again. 
I think for me it was like right time, right place for sure when I emailed them because they weren't looking at the time when I first got hired, it was an assistant editor position, and that was the first time that Audio Trader even needed one. Um, so yeah, right time, right place for me. And then my assistant editor position luckily, you know, moved up and up and up to where I'm at the lead and all that. And it's like the coolest freaking thing to work in uh work where I work where it's combining my two worlds, you know, my two backgrounds. That's so I'm very hashtag grateful. Yeah. That's so amazing that, you know, Audio Trade also gave you a path forward in your careers in that sense, because being yeah. able to come from an internship into the next steps of your career is so cool. That's yeah. yeah. I think I think I'm one of the only people that wasn't an intern. Really? Like, That's like cool. the reason right, exactly. There's a good amount of us. I think there I'm one of us like yeah. just a handful that, that yeah. didn't end up here because they entered, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, a lot like I know that Claire? Uh, Claire wasn't in Austin. So was Claire, Austin, Jake. Jake, oh, Jake, Jake wasn't in. No, Jake no, wasn't. Sorry. No, but then a lot of our like video guys were interns. And I think it like it speaks to the fact that Audio Tree is a very small company, and it's very, it's it's an untraditional company, and that social and professional lines often get blurred only in that we're all very close. We're like a little fam. We're yeah. like an office of what, like maybe twenty. Like maybe like yeah. in terms of every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's just like in, when you're an intern, you get to know the office community, you get to know everyone, and then it's just it's easier to hire that way, you know? Because then you the know that the trust is there. You know that they all like they'll fit in with the dynamic and everything. Because it's just like it's it's a very specific world we live in here. Yeah, it's really important to like obviously be good at what you do and have that drive, but I think uh, maintaining a dynamic in the office is also like really to audio tree which i appreciate a ton because the work environment here is like it contributes so much to how i wake up every day like stoked yeah. to go to mm -hmm. work like i work with like my pals you know who who we all do respect each other and we all do like work equally as hard if anything like the only like things that arise in terms of issue are just things that arise because we all care too much. Yeah, you it's know? it's super cheesy, but like it, it totally it totally is like when you care about the people you work with, you're gonna work harder because you don't a want to let them down and you want to make everybody's life easier and better. So that's for sure. Every day, kind of yeah. Fam. Of, uh, I mean, we're going on a tangent a little bit. And but then, but then before I have, but I have one more thing is that so in this year, as a after as, as 2019, we started doing these and. It, collab this meetings where we sit in a room and we're like what do you think it's like what do you do what kind of what kind of like what is a series that you want audio tree to do or something Which that and the fact that yeah and the fact that a, pretty much the entire company can just sit in a room and be like trust each other enough to not be like we're gonna be laughed at yeah. or like or people are gonna be like that's just a dumb idea and you're dumb <laughs> and sometimes people will say that but it's you like don't take still, it personally it's still out of like no one so walks so away crying that we, that we know of. That we know of. I guess I can't speak for everyone. Jake probably. <laughs> Just kidding, Jake. I love you. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. That's so awesome though, that you have that ability to collaborate. It sounds like across departments and create opportunities for each other. That's just something really special that I feel like small companies can accomplish really easily. And I think it's yeah. even more special that you all are doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Well, um, I know that Jess kind of explained a little bit about a background of working in different companies and then um, internships for Ellie and Jessica in the sense of like kind of building up your skills and stuff. But how did you kind of begin to get your feet wet as far as getting involved in the industry? 
What were some things maybe you were doing for yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, and it's true for a lot of people that work in music is I would just constantly go to shows all the time. Like before, when I was like writing and stuff, um, I was basically interning-ish for this like online music blog and going to shows not only for that, but just for myself and for my friends. And, and so I think that um, being part of like a DIY community was really important because it was like, it was again, it wasn't just, I wasn't just going to a show. I was meeting people, I was making friends, I was like seeing art and that kind of thing. So I think that once I kind of realized like, oh, you know, I know it's a really tough nut to crack in terms of the industry, but um, you know, I might as well give it a shot if I think that that's what I want to do as a career. So I pretty much just, um, yeah, just through some people I know that, uh, so one of my really close friends, um, his dad is actually like a legendary uh, production manager out East. Um, like he toured with the Eagles in the seventies. Wow. Um, so he's been around for a billion years and, and their family's like just the most lovely, inclusive, helpful, kind people. So the best way to do, the best way to, to get in the door kind of is just like the relationships that you make. It's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know in this, in this way, in a good way. Um, because like kind of we were talking about in, within the company, if somebody knows you and trusts you and knows that you work hard and have good ideas and are a decent person, then that's just going to open a lot of doors for you when, you know, somebody's hiring and then they think of you. So, um, yeah, it was a combination of just like, uh, my own motivation and just being lucky with, with friends and, and relationships that I had that were already in the industry, more or less. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's, I was, I'm trying to like, in high school, I didn't necessarily go to a lot of shows. And in college, I went to school uh, in Williamsburg, Virginia, which I don't know if you've ever been there, but the population is mostly like, Horses and people in colonial garb. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of shows about getting uh, punk as hell. However, I just remembered recently, this is just a side note, I just remembered recently that, so in 2012, when I was a freshman in college, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was a freshman in college, and I, and actually where I went to school is where, name drop, car seat headrest, like, uh, went to school there. And, oh, man. Yeah, and well, well but um, I remember that my freshman year, there was a co-headlining bill at our like local pizza place oh. that was car seat headrest and Mac DeMarco. And at the time, I was like, and Whoa. still, I mean, they're great musicians. They're not entirely my thing. But at the time, I was like, fuck this. And I just left. <laughs> I need to realize seven years later that that was like an indie boy's dream. But anyway, so in terms <laughs> of my own musical journey, <laughs> um, I, I think like, like, uh, many millennials, especially of my age, I spent a lot of time on the internet. <laughs> um, and um, it, and I mean, like, I'm obsessed with songwriting and I'm obsessed with music. And like, uh, I spent a lot of time like listening to songs and then uh, listening to artists and finding out every single thing I could about them. I find out who produced the album. I find out what record label they were on. I find out how they got to where they got to. And so I just sort of accumulated all of these sort of like this, this knowledge about like I don't know the ends of the music industry I suppose and so it was sort of like I don't know I was like on you know, I was 
why can't I get these words out? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. It was just sort of like <laughs> I was figuring it out from afar rather than being in a place where I can go to shows all the time. And then by the time I graduated college. You were working remotely. I was working remotely. Yeah. Was exactly. I was, I was full-time salary. <laughs> you know. um, and by the time I graduated college, I had accumulated, because of the internships that I did and because of the performing that I have done in Chicago, I had accumulated enough uh, like contacts, again, that helped me like helped open doors that otherwise would necessarily not necessarily have been available to me um and just like since coming to audio tree it's become even more like you know it's just it it's all about the who you, it's not all about who you know it's it's uh fostering community yeah could you repeat the question for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure just basically how did you kind of um Get your feet wet and start to build yourself up as you were kind of starting your career. Oh, okay, that's what you meant by getting your feet wet in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Build myself up. <clears throat> I think uh, building myself up, I think the way that that translated for me was just trying to intern everywhere I could in college, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I really was someone that wasn't sure if I was actually going to pursue film going to film school or if like my heart of hearts with my background in music pursue music, whatever capacity that meant for me. So internships in college is really like the deciding factor. I did all four of my internships I did were very different from each other. Audio Tree ended up being like the last internship I did. It's the beginning of my senior year. Um, so I think that's how I built myself up with that in terms of work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just really, really important for me to have like the real experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that I could decide, you know, because obviously three out of four of those internships was me deciding that's not what I mm -hmm. wanted to do, you know, right. that's not what I wanted to spend my day doing every single day. I wasn't even sure about audio tree by the end of it, because I was like, I don't know if I want to just like assistant edit, you know, I like wanted to like be in charge, you know, I wanted to like run it because I knew that I could, and it's a small company, then like, how quick can I grow up at that company, you know, is there even room, and then it ended up working out really great for me and all that, so I'm really grateful. Um, so it's like, yeah, I don't know, right time and right place, as well as like uh, being intentional about putting myself in spaces that Very could good. really so actually like, like for real let me know if I felt good about being there or not and in that world. And I knew that in terms of the world that I wanted to be in and contribute to and just exist within was always like the more creative, world, you know, not that the documentary world isn't, it's extremely creative storytelling, but in terms of what Ellie wanted for you know, ideal situation. It's like, always shoot for the ideal. Being intentional is a very good, very good point. Yeah, yeah not, I don't know, I'm not, no one just falls in. I'm not, I, there are a lot of people that are okay with being loosey-goosey about what they throw themselves into. I'm just like, not. I am more of like, I'm really intentional about like, am I, is this something I'm gonna pursue? And if I'm actually gonna figure out, I need to do the things that will actually help me figure it out. Mm -hmm. And even at the end of my internship for the audio channel, I wasn't sure. And it took until I graduated college to actually really know. And I'm glad I gave myself that time to figure out what I wanted rather than rushing myself or feeling like I needed to know. Oh, that's the right way to do it. And like with that with that in mind, um, what was it that made you decide that like Audio Tree was gonna be your home? And this is a question for all of you. Like this, yeah. this is the right place for me. I think for me the reason why well I, I initially got hired on, I, I don't remember your two individual stories about this, but when I got hired on, I was part-time, I was like 20 hours a week and everything. So when I had gotten that job at Audio Tree, I was also working at the 
production company to fill in the hours of the rest of my week. But what I think what made me really decide that I wanted it to be my home is like after just working at Audio Tree for a few months as a part-time person while simultaneously working at, at a documentary place as a part-time person. I mean, it's kind of like what I've said before, you know, of just like being in those settings and um, being in that every day-to-day schedule vibe and in those worlds, which are such different worlds, um, mm-hmm. really gave me a sense of like how I wanted to continue. And then the audio tree thing panned out really well in that my position at the company prov- like was able to provide more growth and more of what I wanted in a timeline that made more sense for me than that production company. Um, so that's ultimately what made me to decide to go to Audio Tree. But in my heart of hearts, I always knew that like music, um, whether or not it's me playing it or not, to so the music world, was mm-hmm. the So it's you know in my gut. I know that's where I'll be restricted. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love that. Um, for me, I have a unique, I think, um, situation where this was my first job out of college. So I didn't have much experience elsewhere. Every other internship that I had in the music industry and every every other job I did in the music industry and in, in, you know in college or something was was uh, around live music. And I mean this is live music, but it's a different than you know being in a venue or something. So I, I interned at a few places um, as as a as like a venue intern and. These, this place is called Space in Evanston, which is just north of Chicago. And actually at Lincoln Hall and Shoebos, which Audio Tree actually owns those two venues, so it was sort of like a trifecta. But, um, and I knew that though I like being around my music and everything, I don't know if, I was like, I don't know if this is something that I am necessarily passionate about. I don't know if I want to be at concerts every single day. Anyone who knows me knows that I go to bed at like 9.45. Um, <laughs> So it's not very conducive to uh, being a uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, so that being said, I when I started interning at Audio Tree, it just I don't know it it just felt right. Like I remember Austin, our art director, at one point in my internship said like, uh, "So like, can you make sure that this is organized so that when you're gone, it, the next person will be able to pick it up?" And I remember thinking. I'm no, not leaving. I, I'm no. like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're stuck with the kid. And was uh, still here? Lauren's still here. Right, yeah. right, right. They hadn't known that they needed to know. Yeah. Um, so Lauren was the person who used to do the social media. Um, and but she left and she moved to Nashville and she's doing very well. But um, yeah, I just I sort of just knew and I I had some people in my life be like, Jessica, you need to do this because you don't know how you don't. At this point, you don't know how good it is, and I'm glad I listened to that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think for me, um, the thing that really was, drew me here, not just because I know the guys, the guys that run the company are personal friends of mine, but um, I was really fried at my old job. I was like kind of one foot out the door, um, just because working there, I I had no sense of like empowerment. I didn't really make decisions. Um, I didn't really do anything that wasn't a directive from someone else. Um, So it kind of just became a little bit of like a slog. Um, I can be creative, like I can make decisions, um, like that kind of thing, because I think our our director Austin is making faces (laughs) at the window of a conference. (laughs) Anyways, 
Um, he also has a dog named Pew. I'm trying not to look at him. So, um, so I think like the benefits of like Audio Tree being a small company, um, really, really collaborative. Um, everybody trusts that you're doing what's in the best in interest of you know the fans we work with, the content we're making, each other. Um, that was really just I, I love that because that that just means that you have space to like we were talking about before, like bring your ideas to the table, um, you know, give each other you know valuable criticism and and all that kind of stuff. That just having what do you mean? What a big shift for you? Yeah, from the company you're at. Oh my god. It was like, like my old office, I hope no one, none of them listened to this. Hi guys, I love you. Um, like the old office was just really corporate. It was run, it was run by 100% men who are 60 and above. Um, I was like one of the youngest people there. And now I'm actually one of the oldest people at the company. Um, and it was just like, it was really just like sterile. And um, yeah, it was just like not awesome when you're young and you're like enthusiastic and you're just you want to like make things happen um it was very much a machine that you were a part of um and i think here it's more of just that we're on a collaborative team that's making cool stuff so um yeah and it and it's i think like i forget which one of you said before like i think ellie that one of my dad's favorite things to say is like any job you like yeah. Any job you don't like is just teaching you what you do, what you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Um, so I'm really happy that I had those experiences because I, I learned an absolute fuck ton about the industry. Um, but I knew I was like, I don't want to be here forever. So um, I think just even something as simple as the, you know, office culture was a big change. And I, when I came here, I mean, the fact that I like dropped everything and moved to Chicago is pretty indicative of the fact that I was like, really amped to be here so I think that's pretty cool yeah definitely because at that point you're just drawn all in and you're a part of this really special team and culture it sounds like yeah mm -hmm. I love that well you know each of you kind of have a hand in the whole process of what people like me end up seeing as an end product with audio tree sessions where um, just as the booking um, and you know obviously there's the recording of the live session and such and we're all enjoying that and then Ellie does editing and we hear all about everything going on. Thanks to Jessica. Can you kind of walk through a little bit of behind the scenes? I know that people sometimes don't like hearing how the sausage is made, but I love hearing that kind of stuff, especially when it comes to like production and everything that goes on with your team. Yeah. People oh, ask, yeah. like people ask all the time, like how, not only like, how do I get my band on audio tree, but like, Ooh. how do you, um, yeah. How do you, how do you decide who plays, et cetera? Blake and I are kind of like the front office, if you want to use a sports analogy. Um, we're basically kind of the people that are uh, either pitching bands we want to have come in or fielding submission requests of bands that know about us and are looking to play. So we kind of go through that um, with a couple of like, I don't want to call it a rubric because it's really loose and we'll, we make exceptions all the time and, and all that stuff. But Pretty much if you're looking to do a session, we hope that you have had like at least one LP or EP release. You have like a pretty decent like footprint on social media um, and you've toured uh, like outside of just your region or state or city. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that we get, we do get tons of submissions all the time, but I, it is still really cool when somebody will write us and be like, we like, it's a dream to play audio tree. Like we, would be so ecstatic we like fans that come in and say that we just are like so 
grateful that that those are the best. Those, yeah, it's just like in the terms best. Of like the best session stuff. Yeah. Like having a band come in and be like so visibly very stoked yeah. to be here is is a very good feeling. Yeah, because being on tour as a band is a fucking grind. So if we are like a a bright spot where they're doing something cool, like outside of playing shows, then like we're down with that. We're really really amped about that. Um, Love that. Yeah. So like Blake and I essentially get the band in the door. Um, there's like some contract stuff which is pretty boring but it is what it is um always read and fans out there always read everything you've ever been asked to sign if you don't already and find your smartest friend or someone that's a lawyer to have go over with um oh yeah um so yeah so we kind of uh Blake and I get the band in the door um and then you know day of session comes um we pretty much like our awesome production team is here to greet and you know make sure everybody's having a good day and you know all heat up really well and sounding good um and then the session happens yeah yeah i think just, you should go into the hosting process yeah and then me and then back to you yeah. socials <laughs> this is cool we're like covering all the yeah yeah so then i love like, it up session stuff is just the host the most yeah, of us three so yeah mm -hmm. um so just like like J Max said like Every single session gets its own um, like lighting feel and whether the windows are open or closed or whether like the, the room will feel like very specific to the band. Like our photographers will shoot different frame rates yeah. depending on their sound. Like it's very custom to the band. Yeah. Wow, um, cool. So the, 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 the production team goes upstairs and does that. And then uh, in terms of hosting, uh, we all make an effort to go and all meet the band down in the alley to load them in. And from the moment the band gets here, we sort of sometimes go a little overboard in trying to make the band feel comfortable. Like we were telling, we're telling jokes that at least we think are funny. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're thirsty for laughs. Aw, I love it. Actually for all of us at all times. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're, yeah, so like, like J-Max said again, like, Touring is grueling. It can suck. Like you're in a band all the time, so we want bands to feel like, especially, we want bands to feel like, come and hang out with us for two hours. We're gonna give you snacks. We're gonna give you soda or beer or whatever you want, and then we're just gonna like play some songs. So we really want to make them comfortable. And in terms of like hosting and interview stuff, I will do like I sometimes go a little overboard in terms of preparation i will sometimes spend like many hours looking up interview stuff because uh, i just don't want to be caught you know not knowing something that i should so i'll do a lot of i'll do a lot of research about a band and then have like two pages of notes and then i'll talk to the band and sort of just hang out with them and see like what they want to talk about also what they don't want to talk about that is a huge They're thing that i've learned so grateful when we ask what don't you want to yeah because there's always wow. a question that a band has with, that they're that is posed to them in every single yep. interview they do, that they are obviously tired and exhausted, you know, or yep. it's like too much time has passed, or it's just like whatever. So I feel like yeah, you do a really good job of that. And I was also one thing I want to interject. I feel like even though you do a lot of research and you have lots of notes, sometimes like yeah, you're you're usually really great at not being caught off guard. But I also feel like just going off the cuff really works well too. Going like, off the cuff is the most fun. Yeah, sometimes you don't. But then it also does depend on, depend on the band. Absolutely. Something that we're trying this year is um, we're trying to we're we're sort of letting the bands lead in terms of interview because I am very guilty of 
calling people out on social media who give hosts shit. But it's just, it frustrates me as a host. <laughs> and it frustrates me on behalf of all the hosts because it's just like, it's a hard job to yeah. stand up there and be like, and like you, like you know, like you're <laughs> in, to interview someone, to interview, to interview someone and make it seem like you've been like best friends or you've known each other for like 15 minutes. Oh yeah, that's, so, that's a struggle because you're trying to figure out, oh hey, how do I make it sound like this is a comfortable conversation? Like exactly. I'm not drilling them with questions and like at the same time, it's always like that awkward bounce of, am I talking too much or am I letting them say what they want to say? Right. Um, exactly. And then there's sometimes course. like, and then there's some bands that would just like rather die than yeah. and be interviewed. So, so. yeah. So like, like, so like this year, we're just saying like, if you really don't want an interview, we don't have to that's interview fine. you. Like that's totally fine. Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna make you talk if you don't want to talk. But if you want to talk, then we're down to chat. We're down to clown. Oh, <laughs> Am I right? Because wow. it's those okay. The sessions <laughs> where it's just like just hanging out and talking, they're the most fun sessions. Yeah. And as the editor, yeah. segue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fun to watch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can speak more on production things specifically. Um, so yeah, Jessica, you know, is hosting, brings a band upstairs and everything, the band will come up and they pretty much get two hours from the time they load in to the time we go live to either do the sound. Well, they do a sound check, they check, you know, our audio guys make sure everything is the way that they want it to be. Um, and they, you know, can just run through stuff and all that. They'll hit up the host and debrief about, you know, track listing and about subjects to talk about. We shoot it, we live stream it, it goes out take pretty photos and all that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, basically the video cards like kind of get dumped onto our, all of our massive drives and then begins my process of either delegating it to another editor or myself, you know, to start syncing up things and whatever. Um, and it, all of our content gets handled differently on in the post-production side of things based on like the series, but we'll just stick with sessions. For those, um, you know, once it's lined up and edited and uploaded onto YouTube and all the YouTube things are sh straightened away, get sent to the band for approval, you know, they want to make sure that there aren't any last minute audio changes or mess, you know, flubs within the mix, whatever. And then we set a release date, make sure it's cool with them. Sometimes bands have input on that release date. Most of the time it's not, most of the time it's chill. Every now and again, things will come up about like, hey, actually, they have a release coming up that week, and we would actually like to schedule it with that. So we're really flexible for that with fans, you know, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, and then once we figure that out, we we're, we kind of are like, it's like a, imagine just like a mini pseudo label and all the things that go around releases for albums, for all of that. We do all of those things essentially for all of these individual sessions, you know, where we're providing like BTS photos, album artwork, like web pages, DSPs and everything. I'm the person that also puts all the DSPs in order so it could download it all and everything. It's it's really wild when you think of like all the digital streaming things. platforms. Sorry, digital we don't streaming, know what that means. Yeah, DSPs is just like it's where things exist for you to stream music. You know, whether it's YouTube music that people play or and Spotify. Yeah, there's like a lot, a lot of little components that go to it in the production side of things. But um, yeah, but once we're like ready for release and everything, I pretty much like let Jessica know about release dates and all of that. We have uh, Blake, who's like the other uh, talent person, Booker guy. 
Um, he's also the quintessential audio tree host. Yeah, he's the OG <laughs> yeah. audio tree. Yeah. He's the orange haired beard beauty that you probably have seen in most. Oh, movies. many times. Yes. So, Blake's <laughs> other role, other than booking bands, being the OG host, doing all of those things, is that he writes every little bio that you see on every band that nice. plays for us. Whether it's a live stream at Lincoln Hall or an audio tree music festival thing or audio tree sessions. So, yeah, so I'll like coordinate with Blake about like, and then Jessica's posts will kind of be a sum, 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 summary. Summary. <laughs> and then she yeah. decides what she wants to do with that. It's like there's just a file and I get it, and then it depends on a single to be. Oh yeah. Well yeah. So we're starting to do playlisting more. Um, everyone listening, are we are offering we are offering playlists that are either curated or by genre on Apple Music and Spotify. They're updated as needed. Plugged. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're plugging. We are pushing uh, singles for Spotify playlists because nice. uh, you know, in the streaming age, it is very very cool and <laughs> uh, lucrative more so than if it's not. If a song is on a Spotify playlist. Um, so it's good for the bands, it's good for us, et cetera, et cetera. So, but otherwise, in terms of, um, in terms of posting, I, yeah, I just generally take, uh, Blake's, uh, bio, or if I have very strong opinions of my own about the band, I will sort of write it myself, <laughs> but that doesn't happen every time. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much well, how it goes. With words. Both yes. the songwriting background and the college background. Thank you. So it works. Yeah. I think your social media stuff is dumb and bullshit, but it's not. Oh, yes. I mean, so. the only thing that I think is bullshit is when I, like, like today I tweeted, um, uh, audio tree bands, in many ways, your host is your mom now. I love that so much. Especially knowing now how things go, that you talk to them before, you ask them how tours going, you got, like briefing and stuff, that's how they're your mom. Because it's like, hi, you almost have that moment of like, hi, sweetie, how are things going? Exactly. Yeah. What made me think of that was, I, was, that was like, I was it. following a band that I hosted, Stolen Jars, they're very good. But yeah. I follow them on social media, and I saw them, and there was a picture of all five of them in one city, in like one picture, and I was like, "Oh my little, my little babies!" And so I was like, "Become their mom now." I um, love that. I do the same thing with the bands that are on this podcast too, because I'm just like, I, I literally treat some of them like my kids. And I'm like, when I retweet <laughs> things, I'm just like, "Good job, kids!" Kind of attitude, yeah. in some way, like you're so proud of them. Yeah. You're like, look at you go. Yeah. Look at him go. Yeah. No, the yeah. So yeah, just in terms of posting, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's nice to see the immediate reaction. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's also cool to see like which, which sessions like immediately get picked up by like Twitter and stuff and mm -hmm. some don't. Sure. Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting to see that side of things. Oh, I'm sure. But it's yeah. so exciting. I like to try to catch as many live sessions as I can. Unfortunately, I'm at work sometimes whenever they are up, but like I get so excited whenever I get the YouTube notification of like audio trees just uploaded this session oh, or yeah. whatever. And I get to go like catch up and watch a bunch of them and stuff. So all of the work y'all put in, it's much appreciated. That's for sure. It's so good to hear. We love your support. It really means a lot. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hell yeah, do it. Everybody. It's worth it because I love getting the notifications throughout my day that there's like a new session coming up or whatever. It's it's awesome. Hell yeah. 
Um, so uh, it's really cool that you have a variety of different levels of musicians that come on to audio tree and stuff. I've seen like uh, established musicians, like I think of um, artists like Warriors. I've seen people who are kind of like rising stars, like Slingshot Dakota, and even like just people of all backgrounds, it seems like make it onto audio tree and stuff. How does that feel for you to be able to support different artists who are either starting out or up and coming or well established into their careers? Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Okay. okay, so the coolest thing about this in like Audio Tree's like mission with doing these like high quality audio video stuff is that like these bands aren't like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how, how much I should maybe go into like the pay or like lack thereof or anything, but I don't know. What, the, the main thing I'm trying to like say here is that we're providing the same level quality, mm -hmm. which is like kind of like the best, I don't know, for like internet stuff, to, to all of those varied level bands. Because right. the mission statement of Audio Tree, in a, in a sense, you know, if you would really break it down, all it comes down to is that the people who are on big labels or the people that are getting like success in whatever many ways that that comes with the internet age, those people aren't the only ones deserving of, of good quality representation of their art and of their work. You know, a lot of these bands that you listed, if you look up videos of them online of a live performance specifically, it's usually recording from a concert. I mean, and this is like no no shade or anything to college level productions that are doing live streams because those are so dope and they need to be happening in those colleges and everything. But you know, they're usually underfunded programs so that the quality mm -hmm. isn't like the best, you know? So this up and coming bands who like are either only on their like third, you know, East Coast tour and they're still trying to like, you know, tour as a support to like a big name. It's like they deserve it just mm -hmm. as much. They deserve those like very good stream because everyone's success in the music industry is varied. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it's really cool that we were able to support these bands this way and providing essentially free high quality content for them to share with our audience. But besides that, also they are, you know, making money off of their Spotify streams, you know, that, yeah. those audio tracks, those audio tree live versions of those tracks. They're making money off of that on every platform that we're sending to them, you know. That's so, so awesome. So it's cool, whether it's a, a little bit of pocket money or a little bit more money to buy extra merch, you know, it's something for those bands, you know. Absolutely, and I've seen on so many, because I get a lot of press kits and stuff from different artists and stuff, a lot of them will link their audio tree session that's or awesome. different things that you've done with them. And I think that's such a cool tool because they can take that and whether they're shipping it to other press outlets or maybe trying to get on a label or see their next pursuit, that's something that can happen because they have this like tangible proof that they've done something. Yeah, and then the other side of that coin too is that like for the music heads, like the audiophiles that like, you know, really care about how a band performs live, that mm -hmm. will determine whether or not they want to even buy a ticket to go see a band that they've never heard of before. They'll visit the Audio Tree live session and because of that like live performance representation that they gave there, you know, those like more intense music people in like seeing people like will go buy a ticket for their show because they see like they're super dynamic or just interesting or funny or maybe none of those things and it's just like a new band in the genre they don't know about. Yeah, but to me there is like an aspect to these specifically live recordings with you know interviews most of the time that really uh, uh, is this deciding factor for new fans to like 
physically go out and see them because we always let audiences know like where they're touring next and everything you know so this isn't just like you get a high quality thing and you can share it it's more it's also like there are people out there that really care about what a band delivers in a live performance and and a lot of people are blown away by these bands they've never heard of oh yeah and they're like holy shit i'm like i literally watched this bought both of their lps that are available and i'm going to buy their ticket now to go see them in my city it's like the coolest thing it has to be so so rewarding for you to like actually see that it's rewarding for the band it's rewarding for you and you're building hype at that point for this artist yeah, and, and we're building hype without having too much regard for the hype, which I'm like, yeah. it's a genuine thing. And to see it build up out of gen- geniality, build up, I guess, out of like that authentic, like, um, I don't know, love that people have by just becoming a new fan is really cool. That is cool. Do you have like a favorite moment that you've contributed to in a session that just like sticks with you? Do you mean hosting or production or what do you hosting mean? production, whichever part where you just felt really good about what you did for like a session? Oh, I have one. I mean, like I said earlier, there's the feeling of because you get a lot. I get a lot. Of, uh, I see a lot of tweets of people being like, "When I made, when I do an audio tree, I'll know I've made it," mm-hmm. and like that's such a lovely thing to say but it's rare that you get someone who has said that actually coming into the studio, not because mm-hmm. of, uh, to your face. What? I'm just kidding. I, what? Anyway. <laughs> um, so I hosted Dollar Signs. Oh, actually, God. Okay, Dollar oh, Signs is yeah. dope. I'm gonna let you continue. But the side note about them is that Jess booked them based off of their band camp, like, band description that she loves so much. I mean, well, they're a good band. Well, too. no, no, also that, and they also have, like, really cool but also their newest member in that band is someone that I went to high school with uh-huh um and like so like I've, I've already covered before I like grew up playing cello this person grew up being a theater kid who also loved music and now he's in dollar signs and it was just that was a really beautiful yeah. moment for me so hosting dollar signs was like I was privy to a band's like feeling that they made it. Mm-hmm. You should watch their session when we're done because it's a dope interview that Jessica gave. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It was just very fun. Like, it, it was, was just, just like, it was just very fun because it's just, it's it's such a, it, like, I don't know. It, you could tell they wanted to be you there. You could tell they wanted yes. to be there. You could tell that they were like, holy shit. Themselves. Like, yeah, like, holy shit, I can't believe we're here. Like, it's just, it's so cool to be a part of that. And it's special. Yeah, it's so special. And it's just, so hosting them was a, was a, really awesome day. Was there anything in particular about that session that you were proud of other than just like how the hosting thing went well? Or was it that you had just like a really dope connection? I mean, it, it wasn't even, I mean, like, I feel like, okay, to, I feel like I did a good job in the hosting, but yeah. honestly, like, if I were to have been just, if I wasn't even to have been hosting that session and I just was, because I go up to the control room for every, it still would have been really cool to see. Like, I'm sorry for people achieving their dreams. Uh, uh, like you are a mom. I am. You I are a mom. Listen, <laughs> I will cry at anything that is even minutely sentimental. <laughs> so I just I love that shit. So yeah. it just that was a really cool thing. Yeah, that's dope. Um, uh, cool things to get for an audio tree session. Um, I mean, oh my, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you go ahead because I I don't I haven't posted enough to speak on the hosting part. But I, I mean, there are definitely a couple of sessions that stick out to me that were just like, like 
amazingly fun to edit, whether it's because it's a band's genre that I would, I would never seek out myself, or if it was because of like, I don't know, like it's just a really good edit. But I mean, honestly, like editing hardcore in metal bands has become like my favorite thing. Because Ooh, it's, it, it is just like, it provides this whole level of, um, I don't know, it's like a different part of my editing brain a little bit that I get to use that's like super cool and fun. And yeah, also you're capturing something that, different. Yeah, and also the way that the uh, video guys shoot them differently too mm-hmm. contributes to that. Yeah, that's my thing. But what were you about to say about that? Um, my, I, I, my other story is literally just like a selfish story. <laughs> I hosted like Go. the guy that made me love songwriting. Oh, who? Like Field Report. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love yes, her. great story. Yeah. Tell her the story. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like, this was like the biggest day for, like, I have loved Field Report for years. I saw him. It, it was like the kind of story where it's like, I saw him in DC in 2015. I was, I went up to him afterwards and was like, hi, um, I love your songwriting. Um, I write songs too. And he was like, just send me your stuff. And so I sent him my music and he like, he like gave me notes on everything. And then from then we sort of like kept up this sort of like friendship, whatever. And then in March of 2018, I hosted him on Audio Tree and was able to like talk to him about songwriting and talk to him about his career. And like, that was just, I like, I have chills right now just thinking about it. Yeah. It like, it, it made me it's freaking cool. It was awesome to listen to someone I respect so much talk about his craft. It felt like I felt like the luckiest girl in the world to be able to do it. I felt so grateful to Audio Tree for giving me the like platform to Did be able to do that. Did it feel full circle? It felt so full circle. Yeah. That's so I amazing. Like, I wish that I could have been like, hey, Jessica, for three years ago, like, yeah. guess what you're going to be able to do in three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking to this guy. I know that feeling. Songwriting tips. Like, in, oh my God. And then you don't even know. Yeah, that makes me right. Mine, the first session I booked was a band I loved, Kaiswana, so that was really awesome. Oh, wow, that was such a great session, too. Yeah, they were the first ones I booked, so that was great. And then, I don't know, some of the other ones that I think it, (laughs) there's been more than once that uh, I've just, like, you know, gone and said hi and just, like, shoot the shit with them, and then um, they end up staying at my house, like, crashing my house. So that's happened a couple times. Yeah, drug church. Shout out drug church. Shout out. Uh, they did not stay at my house. Oh. Um, Fire's motion stayed at my house. Really? So yeah, that's tough. So uh, it's just funny. I, I like it's it's cool to like extend the community beyond just when with they're in our studio type type shit. So um, yeah, those are like some good. I always meant to ask you. So Jess also listened to this band called Roswell Kid. Were you a fan of them yes. before? Yeah, I mean, I, that so, is the best interview I've ever seen on audio. That's another really kidding. great interview. She yeah, was not stoned. Um, I really mean it. I wasn't stoned. It sounds like it. Uh, but I was gonna say, <laughs> selfishly, like to go back to one of your earlier questions, selfishly, like I, the thing I love is I get to book my favorite fucking bands. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good job. Um, so those are always like some of my. You also have like good judgment. You're not just like, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but, I think that. Yeah, it, it, that also, but the other part of that is, like, giving a platform to underrepresented people in music is, mm-hmm. like, my fucking endgame mm-hmm. at this company. And Blake's, too. It's like, you know, we don't want every band on the, on the show to be, like, five white guys, you know, 
and Big there was just, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like, you know, keep making music, whatever, but I, we're going to always like prioritize oh. underrepresented people in music, women, LGBTQ plus, people of color, because like Ellie was saying before, like a lot of times they, they don't have the outlets that they deserve to get noticed, to get fans, to get followers, to get to make money, to support themselves, to make their art. So I think that because there are certain things that you have to take into account when you book, just in terms of like keeping the business sustainable and like that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, we kind of can book whatever we want and we want to make that meaningful for sure. I love that. And that's one of the things that has always stood out to me with Audio Tree is that you do get a variety of people who are on these sessions. I've seen yeah. so many people that are just like impactful and it, it's amazing because I think I fall in love with artists a little bit more when I've seen some sessions too. So like Cayetana, for example, and um, so many others where I'm just like, I'm, I think I love this band that much more after watching this session, whether it's the structure of the interview or the way that the artist performed that day or something. But yeah, it's something that's really special that you're giving a platform to these people and then they have that kind of impact. Having people book, um, like having people like Jess and Blake specifically book for us has, I think, I don't know, it just, there's a lot of weight to it. Like Jess already brought up, there's, yeah, certain criteria for sure that we look for that, you know, in terms of what makes sense for us to book. But also I think the two of them are really amazing in their intention of like bringing that variety on to a program like ours because there's not enough of that in the music industry independent or not you know you could be a big like grandfather powerhouse like monopoly shitstorm or you could like be a tiny tiny like thing like us but there is there still seems to be a through line of like a lack of consideration um for people other than your homies you know yeah. like and 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 yes okay yeah we have one guy booker one lady booker sure that will inherently have some stuff but them as individuals too like have they like they know like what is important to like uplift yeah besides the crit criteria that's met and that is something that is not like actually thought about enough in the music industry it is like yeah okay we've already talked about hiring like people we know but it's like no that's different in terms of putting people on there 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 will always be putting your friends on and there will never be enough of actually being intentional about representation and, and, and diversity with what we're doing because it's like uh, in in Chicago too we like we live in like the band boy scene you know it's like we know what that DIY like indie post-pub culture is we have a plethora if like if so if our bookers were of that and of that mind of where that intention is not there and that consideration isn't there I don't know who knows like who knows I mean Cool, our founders are dope too that they're hiring good people. But I just want to continue the love fest and saying that Jess and Blake, like just as people, they get it, like they know. And it's like so vital to actually take that into consideration yeah. other than your buds who are all making like the same music, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I also, I think to a certain extent, I mean like going off of everything that everyone has said, I mean, I think that we as Audio Tree and as, as like, as I mean, I don't want to like be highfalutin, but I think that as somewhat of like a voice in the indie Absolutely. in the indie world, I think we have like a responsibility to yeah, do this. I, to, I feel. to give a voice to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to find that voice. And we have a platform to do so. Take advantage of that. 
And so I think that Jess and Blake, again, just do such a great job. And we are so open uh, about having conversations about this in the office. Yeah. Where, where we criticize, you know, if, if, people are, if people are putting on too many for peace and rock white boys, you know, it's just, so I, Jess and Blake just do such a great job and I'm happy that they do. Thanks. That's really yeah. special. And it's important to carry that consciousness into a product that you're creating, making sure that you have people of different backgrounds and representation, whether it seems like you do a great job in the office as well as with the people that you book. Yeah. And I was going to say, I'm sure people are like, you guys, like, there's going to be somebody out there that's like, you guys don't book diverse shit at all. And if you feel that way, hit me up. Cause there's, there's, I don't know every band, so I try, but my head, my brain's not that big. So <laughs> like, if you feel, if you feel otherwise, then, you know, let us know. Absolutely. Well, that's really special that you're open to that. And, you know, I'm so excited by all the work that everybody puts in and just knowing that there's that much thought into what you're creating is just really cool. Um, yeah. What are some things that you feel that you've learned in your role at Audio Tree? Good question. I, my answer is a, is a little, but my, I've learned, I've been here for the majority of my early twenties. So I came out of college and I just, it got here and so I've kind of learned to be a person here oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding I've learned, I'm not, like in, in my That's personal important. life in my professional life in my musical life like I have learned how to do many things that I did not know how to do otherwise like I have become more confident and it's and it's just like and it's also I mean as, as actually one of our Coworkers Cassie isn't here today because she had to be somewhere else, but she has a, a seven or eight year old daughter mm -hmm. and her daughter was in the office recently and, and just, just, she's hilarious. She she's, just said, she said, Hey mom, why are there more boys than girls here? And oh I was like, God, I love and that. I was like, Stella, I don't know Stella. You are seven, eight and you already see. So it's just like, it is true that we have, we have non-men here, but it's still, the ratio is quite skewed. Sure. Um, towards dudes like so as it like still is in the music industry like yeah sure, but. so it, and so you kind of have to learn how to like shove the door open when it's not going to be open for you and so it's just mm -hmm. i've learned to do that more so than i shove did before it. that's awesome yeah. Yeah. yeah i think like i could kind of touched on um just being in a position now where i'm a decision maker and you know driving some of the content and and just like empowered definitely helped me like the same, like just be more confident professionally and personally. Um, like in my personal, like in my personal life, I've never taken shit from anybody, but my, my professional life in the past, I sure have. And I think that I learned at this job that you don't have to take shit professionally either. Um, and it's important, especially as a woman to be just like confident, assertive, unapologetic with your ideas and your decisions. Um, and I think that, but yeah, I think that the company itself, like our, our bosses, like empower us to, they trust us to do what we're doing and that we're doing it well. Um, and so I think that that in and of itself is empowering. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did I learn by being at Audio Tree? Definitely had to be a better editor, you know. Like, what's cool about uh, my position is that like, so I went to film school and I studied a lot of different things, um, but I actually didn't end up taking like any classes in editing. It's something I taught myself. It's something my friends taught me. Really, anyone can learn how to edit videos online, right? So 
So I just think it's really funny that I landed two jobs right after college with editing. Um, and yeah, so I think I definitely learned that as well. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it, luckily being my first job at a college too, I think there's, there's definitely a sense of it being really formative for me, like as a person, in terms of being a creative person, like absolutely formative. Um, everyone here, there's pretty much like, like a person of job here, you know, like pretty much. Um, so everyone is kind of experts at what they do. So in terms of like what I'm learning in how to be an artist existing in the independent music world, there's always something I'm learning every day by everyone here. Um, like Chris Watkins is someone who handles like licensing and um, yes. some marketing stuff. I don't know, he handles a lot, but he's someone that is old. He's older, he's been in the industry in a lot of different ways for forever. And he's worked specifically with like hip hop people in like big industry names, you know? And now he works for a small company like Audio Tree. So he brings a lot of it, like with his humbleness, like a lot of knowledge about the industry that yeah, I sure. would never consider or would never think about. Most bands too, that like don't even have a manager that they wouldn't know or like consider. Like that helps me in my own creative pursuits on how to be smarter and how I navigate, you know, and have smarter and how I place myself. And, um, yeah, and also everyone here is like, yeah, we're, we're the same in like our love and our passion for like this stuff, but we're different in like our tastes too. Mm -hmm. So I've also learned how to just like, I don't know, I mean, we're all open-minded and I know we all know we're open-minded, but there's still like an open-mindedness about our own music taste that has been expanded oh, for everyone, I think. Yeah. So I've definitely learned how to appreciate, <laughs> I've learned how to actually listen to and appreciate genres uh, via my co Yeah, that's a really good point. That I would have yeah. never sought out before, you know? It's like, of course, yeah, inherently you work for a music company, that's gonna happen. I don't know if I was like, actually. Is there a genre that you, when you started, you didn't listen to and now you listen to? Oh yeah, it'd be hardcore metal. Right? Yes. <laughs> Dude. No, seriously. That's how you get hooked. For sure. Like, and, and it's not just like, oh, I think it sounds cool. It's like, no, I appreciate it. Because there are people here that appreciate it. They aren't just like, they aren't just like, Little rocks, you know, it's like, no, no, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, there's like a lot of nuances to this, and, and straight up post punk, too. Like, Yo. believe me, I'm still trying to like figure that whole thing out because it is a lot of the same to me, but I do appreciate it at a level I didn't before, and it's something I listened to now. Yeah, big RT, learning to have wide open ears. I love that sure. It's fun. Yeah. Well, also, just how to be like a normal person around like people, <laughs> oh, like true. existing in the world too. That's like another cool thing mm -hmm. that just like happened naturally working with audio tree. I I know me personally. I'm gonna sound like a fucking asshole, but I there are very 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 specific people in the entertainment industry that I get starstruck by. I'm not just yep. like starstruck by you because you're a celebrity, um, but working at Audio Tree, I think has eliminated that in a really healthy way. You know, yeah. it's like, not only does it make you, I think Jess probably had some like, she already was awake to that touring is not some romanticized cool thing for bands, you know, especially the new newbies who are just trying to break even. So you yeah. actually learn what it's actually like to mm. be a touring artist, you That's know, true. and what that actually entails when you aren't on some major label. Mm -hmm. And then you also learn how to be around these people as just normal ass people, you know? And I know that might sound like silly, but it's like most people don't know how to be around these artists without making them feel like the other person in the room. 
you know, yeah. they can feel kind of inherently uncomfortable because yeah. they're like on some shit that they're not on, you know? So I think being able to just look at these people as like just the same, we just need to make them comfortable and just be nice to each other and like have a dope ass day because yeah, it's like, there's no need to separate ourselves. Yeah, at that point, it's like you're just being respectful to each other and just, you know, making it a fun experience. You're just people. Yeah. And I think humanizing artists is important. It, it's just really, it is. Yeah, true. definitely. That's very true. It's just like you're a mean to be I love that. Well, um, do you have like a favorite session that you've either, um, either you hosted or one that you just love in general? Oh, damn. Uh, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> session that I loved in general. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think one of our more underrated sessions is Shil Perret, um, who's a rock artist from New York. She's someone Yo. that has existed in the early 2000s and late 90s, and she's like buddies with all those bands that grew up in the early 2000s and all that. And now she's got her own band. And that was just a really, really killer performance that yeah. she gave that I feel like was underrated. And I don't know how I can push it out more on the internet, but I just wanted to get more views because purely for like the dope performance they gave in that studio, that was like a really cool session. And then like on the other end of that, um, I think like, you know, I'm gonna think about that more because I think that's the one that really came to mind. Um, and then I've also just gotten, I don't know, and like beyond sessions, like I got to edit like people like local natives and Father John Misty who were like staples for me in high school and college, you know, and I got to like yeah. meet Lizzo, who's like such a powerhouse oh. and an important person, you know. Yeah, all of that stuff is favorites of mine. But do you have a favorite session um, that you hosted or that just happened? Uh, well, Gia Margaret is one of my favorite artists right now. She put out one of like top five favorite albums of 2018, I think. That's so <laughs> that session is one of my favorites from the past year. I also really love the Camp Dogs session. Mm -hmm. Camp, Camp Dogs, a Chicago band, very, very good. Um, I don't know, I've suddenly forgotten every single session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many um, now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, or not sessions? Not sessions. Oh, uh, Briggs, Briggs Far Out is my favorite thing we've ever done. Also, Chelsea Wolf Far Out. Oh, you watch yeah. the Far Out. So. Holy shit. Uh, I've seen a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Those check them out. They're so dope. Very dope. Briggs, I actually, is like, right now, I think my favorite band. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they did an incredible far out. Post-punk. It's their post-punk. And the thing that I love about it is that you rarely see a, fe a female-fronted post-punk band, mm -hmm. I think. I mean, I would assume. I don't know. I'm, I'm new to this genre. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Listen. There's I never have, enough. I that's the truth. James Taylor, and now here I am. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, and, but she is just, like, the lyrics to her songs are just, like, she is fucking mad. And I love it. I'd say I just yell in my car. <laughs> oh, who the Emma Ruth Rundle far out? Yes, that was my favorite. That performance-wise and like the way it was shot, it was just such a thunderous, like yes. emotional thing. That it's like and oh, she's rad fact, as hell. And she's rad as hell. So the fact that we get those caps of her and that same with Chelsea Wolf, it's just like fucking cool. The Chelsea Wolf far out is like it's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's oh, gorgeous. oh, God, far out, <laughs> Draft Majesty far out oh, looks drab. really good. Okay, sorry. We could go. Really apparently, cool apparently, we opened a Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just shut it. <laughs> <laughs> J Max. No, I. 
I mean, yeah, I'm just, right I, yeah, because I, I, my, my, um, my brain works, uh, our, my brain works per our booking schedule. So I have already forgotten everything we've ever done and I'm looking to next month. So, right. Yeah, yours is so I, people ask me this all the time. I'm like, fuck, let me pull oh, up our website. Hot. I mean, Kayatana though is probably Yeah, Kayatana is up there. Um, I hosted, um, Camp Co posted yeah. on my birthday. That was a great right. one. Ooh, that was an awesome session too. Also did a really great they, Ray. Yep. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Faith Halo was cool just because they're all clearly stoned. <laughs> and they gave a great interview, I think. Um, they were so really stoned. Yeah, and then like I said, just like when it's bands I really, really like that we get to work with, I'm always like super biased. Like when, yeah, like yeah. Drug Church, Pup. Um, oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh my god. <laughs> I love this. Oh, Bear vs. Shark, because they were, had been, um, they hadn't done anything in a really long time, and then we got them. That was, like, just when I got hired. Um, so that was really rad. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, let me see. I'm trying to think, because Slingshot Dakota is definitely one of my favorite ones, just because, oh, like, Cool. They're one of my favorite bands and also the whole like, I don't know, I just like that you could just kind of feel the relationship and the live performance through the screen somehow. Nice. It just yeah. felt very like, it felt accurate the way that sometimes whenever you sometimes watch like video sessions of just different people, you can tell they're nervous. That one felt very natural. Cool. Hope was definitely another one. Um, Warriors was a fantastic one. Uh, gosh, I could probably pout off for a while, but those are definitely some of the favorites. And nice. Yeah. yeah, there's always something that just like draws me into each of these sessions. I love that. And there's so much going on, it seems like, with Audio Tree too, because not only do you have this, but you mentioned earlier there's the venues and then the festival, and there's always something exciting going on with Audio Tree, it seems like. Uh, you know, what's it like putting all that together and seeing it kind of culminate too? Well, I could say that for the festival, I mean, JMAC worked. Probably 72 hours without sleeping. Oh my gosh. But um, in terms of that, well, we're, we're not doing it in 2019. But that being said, seeing we put a lot, a lot, a lot of work into that festival. And mm -hmm. we meet every week. And there's so much post-production work. But to, to put so much work and seeing it physically come to life was one of the more rewarding things that I have done here. It, I mean, like, everything's wrong, but you know, just in terms of like, it's like a, oh, very, it's, so it's a very, it's like a physical representation of the audio tree community. Like, yeah. That's, that's sort of how I always viewed it was like, audio tree exists pretty, pretty much entirely online. It's like, every, people know about audio tree, everyone, like people come and watch our sessions, but to be able to see at the festival, um, like audio tree fans come and then it's just like, these bands are just like hanging out and like, it felt like, so that was incredibly rewarding to put so much work into something and see and just really see it pay off. Yeah, because like for yeah. people, that like yeah. probably becomes the audio tree experience. It's not just watching a session. You get to be a part of it at that point. Yeah. That's so, so cool. That, that was really cool. Um, anyone else? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, I think like it's cool. Like we're not fucking saving lives. We're not educating yeah. children. <laughs> But I think it's still really cool when, like, seeing what we're doing is, you know, changing someone's perspective or helping someone out or 
making someone's day or like all of that shit because it's mm -hmm. just cool to see kind of what we said before when someone's like it's been our dream to play audio tree or someone's like i love this band so much i'm so happy they put out another you know piece of piece of content um i think it's just cool sometimes to like just take a moment and recognize that we're helping people like put their art out yeah and that's like really that's yeah, really meaningful true. yeah i love that well with that kind of in mind um what are some things that you personally want to accomplish with the audio tree and um maybe what's a what's ahead for you yeah uh something that i would like audio tree to make a point of more uh i think that we could we could definitely have more of a name for ourselves in chicago you know i think we we do a good job within the indie scenes you know with different national cities you know that know about us um but i think once we really really i don't know tap into the community more here there is something like really important and special about that i think yeah. that chicago has a lot going for itself right now it's kind of going through its own school renaissance mm -hmm. that is really dope um so it's cool to be to work for a company within this city um but we got to tap into it more you know so that's something that i would like to do more and then um awesome. i don't know and then i guess for me like what's coming up for me us personally within the company is has more to do with like my position shifting into more of a managerial thing only because like we're trying to take on more like production commercial work you know so there's just like a slight reorganization of responsibility there but it's really exciting you know at the end of the day it's audio truth getting bigger and creating more opportunity for itself which is like so so cool um yeah. but i guess like the thing that's most in the forefront of my mind is yeah being more stable in our community tapping into that yeah there's a lot of audiences here that shouldn't know us. Mm -hmm. That's know. cool. Um, for me, I want, so because, like I said, the festival is no longer, um, I, I really want there to be a physical representation of Audio Tree somewhere. Mm -hmm. and Where? Whether that be a festival or okay. we're going down to South by Southwest this year. Awesome. Uh, not, not in any like showcase capacity, but a few of us are going down to sort of like do some recon to see if that's because we used to do before networking. networking but also just like doing to see like what if what if audio tree were to do a showcase again because oh, we okay. did we did do one uh, a few years back for a few years Last but like yeah. yeah um so i want because like i said uh feels like the through line for me in this is that i'm like i'm, I'm, a, I'm a sentimental gal and i like to see and i like to see communities uh like form in a physical space. And I think that Audio Tree is really special and has the capacity to create something really special. Um, yeah, I think like within, I mean, for us, there's always, essentially working with like bigger labels for my job, it can be tough. Um, just because they just are really limited in what they will let their artists do. And I totally, I totally get it. But I think like Blake and I's focus is always to like kind of climb the next hill in terms of convincing someone who might not want to work with us to do a session or you know film with us or whatever um because there are still some labels um some bigger labels that are like well we don't need you why would we do that um and i think just we want to convince them that we're really good at what we do like we love music we love these bands and we want to like do whatever we can to help them you know get a bigger 
get bigger exposure. So um, in terms of my job, I think that that's definitely true. Um, and then, yeah, like Mindrum said, like, I think something that's, um, yeah, physical or like, I don't know, like an event, I think yeah. we, I think would be great to do again um, if we're not doing the festival. So that's something that I'm going to try to brainstorm a little bit about how we can make, maybe make that happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, sounds like you've got a lot of really cool ideas. I can't wait to see some of them come into fruition and stuff. Um, yeah. With, with that in mind too, um, are there any sessions coming up that you're like really excited about or anything to get hyped on? Yeah. Um, so we have got, and I, really hope that if we can make it work i really fucking want it to work um that would be great um and then I'm trying to think we've got some we've got some like um far out, far out yeah. stuff that i can't tell you i can't really say who it is yet but um that i think will confirm and that are going to be just really fucking cool um but yeah, I mean, it's, there's always stuff that, again, just like personal taste, I'm really excited for, but I think it's always just cool to see us do it. Like, it, it's just always cool to see the calendars full and like these cool bands are coming in and, and like the, the stuff we're making is continuing on. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was like a really stupid answer. No, it was good. No. I honestly, and I think this was, um, this is uh, a testament to how good Blake and Jess are. I look at the schedule, I don't know a single band. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I mean, like, I maybe know one. Yeah, out of like a month schedule, I probably know one or two. Yeah. yeah I it, know, I know one band. beautiful That's thing. on the, it looks sad is next week. I know them. Yep. <laughs> but then. Not, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to see that. That was a good one. No. They'll all be good ones. They'll all be good. But yeah, I don't know anyone. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. What's exciting for so, you, though? Truly, the tastemakers, am I right? They're right. Yeah. Because at that point, they're, they're ahead of the curve, and you know they're exposing you to new things, and they're exposing all of us to new things. That is true, yeah. I love that. It's excited for us to be on playlists more, because that's how people are finding new music these days. So that yeah. we're really tapping into 2019 will do a lot for us. That's so awesome. Well, I'm excited to continue to see all of that grow. Um, with that in mind, where can everybody keep up with AudioTree and maybe each of you on the internet? Well, AudioTree, you can find us on Twitter, at AudioTree Music, on Instagram, at AudioTree, and then on Facebook, at AudioTree. I don't know, it's just AudioTree. Just look it up, just look up AudioTree. I don't know. And then YouTube, just search AudioTree and you'll find that. And then me, at Murdenim. It's my last name backwards. That's it. <laughs> you want to follow me for, you know, absolutely no reason. Yeah. <laughs> my name on social media, which is just Ellie underscore cheater. Ellie is spelled with a Y. Um, you can <laughs> I know, right? listen to me tweet about fucking garbage at <laughs> Jess and no 21. Jess and no. Yep. It's good. All spelled out. There's some dog pics. Oh, JMac brings in a dog, dog oh, like pretty okay. frequently. So there's a lot of dog content. That's perfect. Dog tent. Ew. No, that's not. That's that didn't even work. Sorry. Right? Sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
I love this. Well, thank you so much for joining. It's been so awesome talking to you about all things Audio Tree and what you're doing in your careers, too. Thank you so much thank for having you. us. Yeah. This was so much fun. Talking about yourself is always fun. <laughs> <laughs>
McKinley Dixon's Audio Tree session. Thank you so much to the kind folks at Audio Tree for chatting with me about their company and really sharing what all goes into each session, along with that consciousness that goes into booking diverse acts. I'm always amazed by the quality and experience that's in an Audio Tree session, and I respect their work so much more after meeting the people behind it all. Be sure to subscribe to Audio Tree on YouTube to get alerts for when the next session is happening. It's one of the best places to discover new music and get a special performance right on your screen. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave me a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. If you feel like tipping the podcast, feel free to drop a little at the Angry Girl Music Coffee page. All cash goes toward helping the expenses for hosting, a future website, and more sponsorship opportunities that I can give other festivals, events, and nonprofits. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Don't forget, Death Protector Fest is coming up this May to Gainesville, featuring a ton of podcast alum and friends. Death Protector Collective with the alternative, Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Suasion, The Fest, and Smart Punk Records present a one-day festival, all for free, on May 11th. Join us at the backyard at Boca Fiesta and Palomino Pool Hall, Seed Dikembe, Little League, Pool Kids, Expert Timing, Woolbright, Night Witch, and more to be announced. So check the show notes for links and more information. Until next week, stay angry and tune into some awesome live sessions on Audio Tree. 
Take it away, camp dogs. I thought I'd like to miss you, but I was thinking right. I got something in my soul Believes the night And I started thinking of you Your hair all gray and white I got something in my spinal 